Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome back to the Talking My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. No guests this week. I, uh, I've i had crazy fucking guests in the past two. Uh, what happened? Oh, he reaching over here and shit. I thought he was going to grab my dick. <laughs> Uh, I'm just not, not on camera. Oh, now you don't want to talk about that. Oh, now I'm gay. Yeah. Oh, now I'm gay. Okay, nigga. Thomas here talking about he ain't have red money. Could he play with something? <laughs> Man, if you don't get your gay ass, boy. Uh, anyway, um, now nah, I'll, I'll bullshit aside, man. Uh, I, you know what I'm saying? I had a the, the little. Je- I wanted to talk about a little bit about the little Jesse episode. The little Jesse episode came out was a fucking hit. Like I think overnight. It got like 500 plays in overnight. By the time I uploaded and woke up, that shit was like I got 500. Uh, the YouTube ep- uh, episode's doing good too. I think it was like upwards of 250 views right now. Um, and then, of course, you know, the numbers only grew as the days kept going. And uh, a lot of people that maybe knew him back in high school or even middle school, may you know, reconnected with him and reached out to him. And, I mean, that motherfucker is a trooper, bro. Like, he came on this podcast. He told that story. I mean, it felt like when he... I mean, I know people tell me, oh, I love listening to the podcast. You know how to tell stories and woo-woo. But there's levels to this shit. And even my comedy, I'm not a storyteller when I go on stage. I just do a whole bunch of random bits that kind of flow together. But there's people that are storytellers and not necessarily comedians. And I feel like he's one of those guys that you can just have a conversation with him forever. And it's it just you don't want it to end, you know, because he just always got either some funny shit or some real shit to say. But he just so smooth with it. It's almost like candy to the ear, bro. Pause, no homo. I'm on my JV shit. But... Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, when he was talking about getting, he talked about getting raided, uh, you know, how they threw flashbangs in his fucking living room, they had him on the floor. I mean, when he was telling me that story, bro, I felt like I was there in the house with him. And then, of course, you know, it got a little bit realer once he talks about, uh, you know, he lost his mom. And, I mean, he was in here with me, bro. He was literally letting out tears, you know what I'm saying? Real nigga tears. And, I mean, I was just here. Like, I was trying my best not to let out tears myself because it was just such a real moment. A moment that, you know, sometimes the men don't get to vent in that way to, to, to whoever, you know. Maybe not even to their family, to their girlfriends or, or to their homies, you know. Because sometimes I feel like friendships only get to a certain comfort level and sometimes you just don't get to the next level where you can talk about everything you know I feel like sometimes even now there's shit that only we know you know and and, and for me to be able to give them not only the platform but 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 the chance to chop it up with me on some man-to-man shit and and I mean the podcast was a plus but for him to be able to vent and I mean real you know what I'm saying spit that real shit it it, it was I was glad that he was able to do it with me and I feel like we we just kind of had a moment in the podcast I mean, you know, it, it was only bound to do well because it was just so real, you know. So I, I do appreciate everybody who reached out to him and uh, and did follow him, you know what I'm saying. Added Snapchat, that motherfucker be lit. And uh, it, it's so fucking crazy because as soon he came on my podcast, I think we did the podcast, it was on a Tuesday that we recorded, put it out on, on like a Friday night. I think we put it on a Friday. And then that same, the following day on Saturday, he got jumped at, at Royal Banquets right here at a, on Lake Street, dog, in Aurora. You know, if you're Aurora, you know what I'm talking about. And, and he got into it with some motherfuckers. I ain't going to name drop, but motherfucker got hit with a belt, nigga. They got hit with a bottle in the head, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, real, real, he, a, he a crazy motherfucker, man. Shout out my nigga Jesse, man. And uh, now that we're on the topic, I do I do want to say this. We're talking about, you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers that been on the podcast. My homie Jody Goldwaits, you know, he's got 
two episodes with me. The first one was obviously funny as fuck, where we talk about, you know, uh, that stripper who got ran over. And then in the second one, I talk about my overdose. So we got two classic episodes out already, some of my favorite episodes. But um, unfortunately, my homie is behind bars right now. Um, I don't want to say too much uh, on any details or whatever, but I do just want to say that just so you guys could, you know what I'm saying, send some positive energy and shit. I know some of y'all bitches be all about energy. Send some of that shit over there that way or prayers, whatever y'all do, man. Send your prayers over to my homie Jody Goways. He's behind bars. So free my nigga Jody Goways, man. All bullshit aside. Um... You know what I'm saying? It's like, goddamn, like, I get my nigga Jesse back and then my nigga Jody going. So it's like, motherfuckers don't, can't catch a break. Police always trying to fucking, anyway, fuck police. Anyway, fuck ICE. Anyway, uh, anyway, so fast forward, right? So, so anyway, so shout out to my homie little Jesse coming through. And, and same thing with the podcast page. I know that. I, I I didn't post any pictures or video of me and Lil Jesse, and, and the reason is because sometimes I uh like the promo on the Instagram page is sometimes to remind you guys that the episode is out. Like, hey, go get that episode. It's out. You know, here's a clip. Here's a preview. Here's pictures that go with the episode if you've already listened. Uh, but with him, like his episode was doing so fire that it's like I didn't even need to do promo, and I know that. Sometimes that doesn't look good because you guys like to put a picture to, to the stories and shit. So I do apologize about not being able to keep up with that shit. Um, I, I, I feel like it was disrespectful to do it the following week because I had already done, done the Clave 630 episode, you know, so or whatever. But I mean, I, again, shout out to and shout out to Clave 630 too uh, for coming on the podcast. They just released their uh, their EP when they came on the podcast last week. They didn't promote it too much because they I don't even think they knew that they were going to drop it. But it ended up dropping that that, that that same week on Friday, Con Estilo. I think they dropped uh, six or seven cover tracks. So go check that out. Shout out to the homies over there at Clave 630. But uh, here, let's, let's get into the fucking episode, man. Um, so, I mean, I hate to start off with fucking negative news and shit, but I feel like I didn't talk about this last week, so I got to talk about this a little bit this week. It seems like when, just when we were getting rid of, or, or I mean, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse trial, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse case, like, just as, like, that shit was starting to blow over and people were starting to forget about that shit and we started talking about other shit, uh, another fucking shooting happens, you know? Uh, not not in Wisconsin, but close. It was in Michigan at, uh, it was Oxnard, I believe, the name of the the name of the high school, and uh, some fucking little-ass 15-year-old white boy um, got a gun. It was his Christmas gift. He was wrong with, this was wrong with fucking white people. Yeah, how you gonna buy your 15-year-old kid a gun? And I get it. If, if, you, if you live the outdoors, or if you're military, or if you're a police guy, whatever, I know a lot of motherfuckers be in love with guns and do buy their teenage son's weapons and shit and, and they can use that gun when they go to the range or whatever you know white people activity whatever you know I, i'm not here to judge that but the problem is safety keep it in a fucking safe you're the kid is not supposed to have access to the gun it's just common fucking knowledge right i mean common sense in reality is that is that you just don't buy a fucking kid a gun, right? That's common fucking sense. But if you buy the kid a gun because you like guns and that's y'all fucking thing or whatever, get the get a fucking safe. Why the fuck does this 15-year-old have access to the gun? You know what I'm saying? And anyway, so this, this kid, this, this fucking crackhead couple from Michigan buy this kid a fucking uh, a gun uh, for Black Friday, so they probably got a fucking deal on it. Uh, I don't know if that makes a fucking difference for anything, right? But he, they get a fucking deal, a clearance uh, gun, and uh, he got a 9mm, 
And you know the kid and the kid posts a picture of it on Instagram. Uh, the mom posts a picture of it on Instagram, and then that following week, bro, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, um, the kid ends up going to school. And this motherfucker's already been on some cuckoo ass shit, you know, them white boys that just be on the game all day or just be having them fucked up ass thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Michael Meyer vibes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this motherfucker had been in the school and he drew a, a fucking a drawing that's that had like the picture of a bullet and blood and basically this fucked up ass message right and the teacher had seen it and she told the principal they took the kid out of class the principal called the parents in the parents went into the school same day bro parents went into the school and and they're telling the parents like oh your kid drew this you know this shit is fucked up like fuck is wrong with him fuck is wrong in the head like take him home that that's obviously not what they said to him right but they were like yo this kid is fucked you know like to, you know, let him go home for the day, you know, we, he probably needs rest, or he probably needs therapy, we're going to get him some counseling, whatever, right, so I think that they had, they had agreed on getting him counseling, and then they wanted the parents to take the kid home uh, with them that day, and the parents were like, no, we don't want to take him home, like, let him stay here in school, as if they were too busy to watch for the kid or whatever, right, or as if they really cared for his education, so they they let the kids stay there at the school, same day around 1 p.m., this motherfucker just pulls the fucking gun out, he already had it in his backpack, and he starts fucking shooting, and unfortunately kills, I believe it was like five or six students, um, I know there was the football player who's like the jock or whatever of the school was like running towards him, like trying to basically stop him. And the kid shot him in the fucking leg. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people uh, that, that want to buy guns or, or or have a gun and, and want to be in a situation, they think that if they shoot somebody in the legs, it's safe or whatever. You know, uh, I, I know when like when the police was kill, were killing uh, unarmed black men, people were like, why don't they just shoot him in the leg? And all, re- all bullshit aside, if your leg has some of your main arteries, so if you get shot in the leg and you get hit in one of those arteries, you could bleed out to death even faster than if you would have got hit in the shoulder or whatever else, right? Now, I'm not saying anybody should be getting shot. I'm just saying this is a fact. So the kid got shot in the fucking leg. He ended up bleeding out to death. Another kid who got shot in the bathroom, I think this was the first person he shot. He was brain dead. He's pronounced brain dead in the hospital. The family decided to donate the organs. And, and I, I mean, it's just fucking crazy fucking shit, you know? It's crazy shit. We're just getting over this Kyle Rittenhouse bullshit, and this fucking shit happens, and it's like, how, you know, for the parents, how fucking death tone or, 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 or how out of out of touch, I guess you want to call it, or how not involved in your kid's life, like, are you that, that they just have this in their fucking mind and you have no clue, right? Like, that always seems to be the story. I think the, the parents always seem to, oh, I had no idea, and it's fucking ridiculous. Even the I think the parents ended up having guilt because they ended up trying to run away. They, they found them, like, and up in up by in the Detroit area, like two minutes from the Canadian border, I think those motherfuckers were from the dip. But you know, eventually the police ended up catching them, and now they're getting charged with like involuntary manslaughter. And I think that's what needs to happen in America. Parents need to be held accountable too. So because that will wake up other parents. Like if you're a fucking parent and you have a fucking weirdo ass kid, or or, or 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 you know what I'm saying, like. Or if you got gun habits or gun whatever, you like guns or whatever, make sure that your shit is locked up. Make sure that your kid is fucking, you know, make sure his mental health is okay. You know, a lot of motherfuckers, you know, a lot of people, especially like a lot of these people that are gun owners, they want their kid usually to be a tough ass, you know, or whatever. You you see a pattern in these cases 
it's usually the 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 conservative dad, you know, wants his kid to be a tough ass, but has no idea his kid's a fucking weirdo. Instead of forcing him into liking shooting and taking him to the range, how about you make sure he's good in the fucking head so when you do buy him the gun, he doesn't go and kill everybody, you know? That's just my fucking two cents. And I feel like, I again, I had to talk about it because how could I not, you know? And then, even then... Kyle Rittenhouse now, this motherfucker fresh, fresh off a of trial, off of killing two motherfuckers and whatever. If, in my opinion, if you beat the case, whatever, okay, try to spend that time into getting a new life. Try to figure out what the fuck you're going to do because you know damn well you're not going to be able to go into Chicago or a big city and, and live a normal life or, you know, you're not going to be able to be a fucking accountant anymore. Who the fuck's going to want to hire the kid that... You know what I'm saying, Kyle Rittenhouse, but but you would you would think I guess because now he's he's on tour doing fucking a press conference or a, a press tour. He's doing media media. He's doing podcasts. He he talking about fuck LeBron and all that. Like who who the fuck cares about what Kyle Rittenhouse has to say? You feel me? Like ain't nobody like oh let me hear my boy side of the story. Fuck that fool. You know the only the only explanation to that shit is clout chasing. And the host of those podcasts, they don't give a fuck about who he killed or why he even killed them. They don't give a fuck about Jacob Black, Jacob Blake, whatever his name was. Sorry, I freaking forget names. But they don't give a fuck about BLM. They don't give a fuck about none of that. They just give a fuck about their podcast doing numbers. So they want to have Kyle Rittenhouse on there so their shit could chart, you know. And it's just fucking sick because it's like, bro, you're doing that shit at the, at the expense of people's lives, real people, you know. But... Again, I'm not even going to get too deep into that, but it's just crazy. That's just the fucking world we live in. Only in America can you kill two people, beat beat the trial, beat the case, and then fucking go on a press run. And, and unfortunately now, he's going to be suing the fuck out of CNN and MSNBC because they kind of jumped the gun on calling him a white supremacist and all kinds of shit. They kind of crucified him before the courts did. And unfortunately, again, like I told you guys when I talked about the trial, um, for, it looks like he might win. I told, I called it before, I called it before the trial even happened, and he did. He got off that shit, and I'm telling you now, this motherfucker is about to get real fucking rich. With not only are he, is he getting paid for doing those podcasts, he's also getting paid because he's gonna he's gonna file. I think he already has, if I'm not wrong, already filed uh, lawsuits against CNN, MSNBC, and any media company or newspaper that basically um, defamed or whatever his name. Uh, and, and I mean, unfortunately, because he is not, he was found not guilty. His case might stand in a lot of those civil courts and all, all these, uh, you know, petty settlement courts. And, and a lot of these news networks and shit are probably just going to settle. And they're going to make him a fucking millionaire, if not a multimillionaire in, in, in a few years. If he's willing to wait a little bit until they settle by like 2024, that motherfucker is going to be filthy rich. And in the world we live in today, he might get he might even be a politician in the future. He might he might he might run off that shit. He might be like I will. He I think he's if he's doing podcasts right now because he was on, on the stand crying and and all that fucking goofy ass shit and, and talking about he traumatized and he wake up with cold sweats and get the fuck out of here. How you out? How you out? How you out doing podcasts in Miami now? If you wake up with cold sweats, you, you cap, cap. <laughs> but I mean, that's just the world we live in. If he doing if he doing podcasts already, my ass he traumatized. He ain't traumatized for shit. He gonna be a politician or at least a public figure, a fucking Fox News anchor. At the minimum, 
a Ben Shapiro, another YouTube right wing media guy, like the fucking girl who shit herself, the gun girl, the gun girl, whatever the fuck <laughs> her name is. But anyway, so yeah, that that's just a few of the fucking <laughs> shitty, I guess, shitty side of the stories we fucking had to had to fucking listen to, listen to or listen about or whatever. Anyway, but let's let's get right into this fucking um, let's get into some fucking uh, culture shit. Oh well, I guess, dude, I guess it's another fucking sad. Sad, I'm just fucking all sad news. I'm sorry. Well, we'll we'll end on a good note. We'll end on a good note. Um, we 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 also lost uh, Virgil Abloh, who we re, who the fuck recently died? Young Dolph. Young Dolph. So Young Dolph just died. You feel me? I, I still like I haven't paid Young Dolph his proper respect. I know I brought it up when me and Clave were here talking and shit, but I feel like we were all already fucked up during that podcast, so we couldn't really take it serious. So I feel like I was barely recovering from Young Dolph's death because, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, a Virgil Abloh, I've never owned a pair of Off-White in my life. I've never bought anything that he's ever worked on at all. And it's not because I don't fuck with him. It's because it's out of my budget. I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all like, oh, yeah, I could wear Off-White. Matter of fact, I don't even know if they make Off-White in my size. You feel me? Like I'm out of. They don't. They don't make off white in five X, nigga. Like get the fuck out of here. But anyway, I never. I never bought any of that shit. I did. The only shoes that I ever really wanted that he worked on were the Air Forces, the low top neon green, all neon green Air Forces. I know they have a name, but I'm not good with names. Those were the only off white shoes that I really, really wanted, or or, or will probably still get. Well, I don't know if I'm still get them because they're expensive now, but. But uh, and it sucks too because they went up as soon as he died, you know. And it's funny because everybody wants to talk shit about that, like, oh, how could y'all do that, bro? That's the market. That shit happens every single time. Like, if you have something of an artist that dies, price going up. That's just what it is. Unfortunately, it's capitalism. It's America. But anyway, I wanted to talk about the Young Dolph one a little bit more. The Young Dolph one really fucked me up, bro, because again. I, I talked to you guys about Pooh Shiesty before he even blew up. I told y'all I fuck with him heavy and all the Memphis, all the real rap, all that shit. I told y'all I fuck with, you feel me? Like, again, so when I got the Memphis playlist on, on Shuffle and we playing Big 30, Pooh Shiesty, Yo Gotti, Moneybag, and then you go into the PRE, which is Key Glock, and then, of course, Young Dolph. Like, depends on how gutter you want to go into Memphis or if you want to go old school Memphis, like 3-6, whatever. Like, Memphis is just, like, is just the wave, bro. Like, like Chicago, I feel like it's a very raw music you know like the drill scene when it was really really hot like you felt that shit like oh like you made the nasty face and i feel like memphis music is the exact same way in their own way you feel me and young Dolph was just somebody who was in my everyday playlist every day every day and honestly i feel like everybody i'm not saying i'm the only one i feel like everybody you know that's why i'm talking about this shit again because i feel like everybody in aurora was the same way especially like east side niggas like we was all playing young Dolph. like as soon as that if it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking another. Bro, everybody went crazy, you feel me? Like, that shit, it was just, it, it, he was just too raw with it. And I think that also goes to, uh, goes back to the, to the being too real. Like, when you too real, you can you don't have the option to fail. It's eventually gonna work out. And I mean, he had been rapping since 2008. Been rapping, selling mixtapes out his trunk. Didn't even start popping until like 2013, 2014 around that time. 2012, I guess, is when he dropped his big mixtape with Gucci and shit. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? He was barely, barely really taking it to that level, bro. And, and I mean, again, to see these musicians and rappers and mainstream artists die in their prime is, is different, you know? Because I feel like back then, niggas used to only die when, when they was already washed up, old or whatever, you know? But I mean, again, that shit, it really... It really was like a wake-up call, you know? I was just like, damn, nigga, like, like, you got everything, you feel me? You got every. He got all the cars. He bragged about being independent. Like, 
you're at the top of the world, you feel me? And, and, and I mean, one day you just fucking, you know, and, and he had already been shot. He had, he had, he had got a hundred shots in Charlotte. They shot at his fucking tour bus a hundred times and they ended up, that shit ended up coming back to being a rental that black youngster got on his name mm-hmm. that, that shot at Young Dolph's bus. At Young Dolph's bus, I don't even know saying it, like with a Mexican accent, but anyway, at Dolph's bus. And um, he was no fucking stranger to being shot at. And then in Hollywood, he got shot again in the fucking, I told you, he got shot in the ass right off of Hollywood and Highland, which is basically the strip. That's where the fucking Hollywood stars are at. And they said one of the suspects for that shooting was Joe Gotti. So nigga knew it was beef. Nigga knew it was pressure. You know, and he was still walking around out here like 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 a real nigga. You feel me? And I respect that. But it sucks that it had to be, he literally had to go back home in his own hood to die, bro. And it's kind of crazy. Like, But it's kind of the easiest place. Because that now if you got ops for real, and your city is where, the, you know what I'm saying? That's where they're all going to be at. So it, 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 just, it just sucked, you know? It just sucked to, to, to I guess it's kind of like, I mean, he got shot at twice, and I guess what they say is third time's the charm or whatever. But man, fuck, bro. It really does suck, bro. It, re- it really doesn't. Anyway, man, we'll, we'll move on a little bit from that because I already talked about that. And I already I wanted to talk a little bit more about the whole key clock and being independent and all that. But I feel like I already touched on that shit last week. So I'm going to kind of uh, move on from that a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> man, I feel like I, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I be, I be having to need more patience, bro. Because I feel like now every everywhere we fucking go, let me hit this real quick. I feel like everywhere we go, um, you know, everywhere short staff, fool. Like nobody want to work no more. <clears throat> everywhere you go, we go to motherfucker, and then there's not they're not only short staff, but the shit. Like nobody got shit. You feel me? Like you you go look for something. Oh, we ain't got it. No matter what the fuck you want, nobody got it, bro. Everywhere you want to go, where sometimes even it could be as small as a fucking original chicken sandwich from Burger King. You pull up, oh, we ain't got it. Why the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And it all comes down to like what the fuck. Everything, you feel me? Every, everything's fucked, nigga, like... You just mad you can't get your original chicken sandwich when you want? Yeah, I'm mad I couldn't get my original chicken sandwich today. <laughs> but what, 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 what I'm more mad about is, like, I gotta have patience, bro, like... Because sometimes I be I be feeling like everybody in a hurry, you know, like... And I'm a, I'm a fat motherfucker, I move slow, but I be on it, like, I be trying to get my shit... Okay, let's get it, like, if it's time for work, if it's time to do what I gotta do, let's do it, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes I be walking in and I be in a hurry and... And motherfuckers don't be, like, right there helping you out. And I get it. I, so that's why I'm not saying, what's up with people not helping me out on time. No, I'm saying, like, I just got to learn to be more patient. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to tell. Because people, you hear a lot of people talk shit about this shit. Like, they'll be like, nobody wants to work. Everybody just wants to sit at home and collect unemployment. Everybody want to be lazy. Everybody, you know, everybody like to talk about that. But, nigga, salute to you. If you doing that, if you getting a bag at the crib, making more money getting unemployment than you was at your job, fuck that job. I wouldn't go back either. Fuck y'all! You know, you feel me? Like these corporations don't give a fuck about you. When they had to send you home with no pay, they told you that same day. Yeah, we gonna shut down for two weeks. Are you gonna pay us? No. Figure the fucking shit out. Figure out how you gonna do it. But now that they open back up, they like, oh, oh we, nobody wants to work. Yeah, motherfucker. Because when it was us, you said fuck us. Now it's you. It's fuck you too. And, and I feel like that's just what it is. You know, a lot of people switch jobs. I feel like everywhere you go, they're hiring and. Uh, and and, and and I mean, it's just fucking, I don't know, bro. It's just fucking crazy. Gas is going up. Y'all know I don't drive, but that's what niggas been saying. <laughs> Hell no. I went to fucking, 
Bro, we got a... You know what? I, I, I always talk about food on this podcast, but one of the people... And people always compare, like, races and shit like that, cultures and shit like that. And Mexican people say Mexican food is some of the best food. And I agree. Mexican food is some of the best food because there's so many options. Like, like you could, like, you could literally, like have a good meal in so many different ways. You know what I'm saying? It could be as simple as some frijolitos con queso fresco and a tortilla with a little bit of sal. Or it could be as big as like, oh, fajitas preparadas, you know, or or, or, or pozole, you know. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is there's so many options, so many shit you can get. But there's certain Puerto Rican food that only they can do and it's just better than Mexican food. And there's no if, and, or buts. And one of those dishes that I feel like no matter what Mexican dish you put up against this dish, you will never beat it. And it's a fucking fat jibarito, fat jibarito with a big ass side of Puerto Rican rice food. And, and I just got, I, I did a show, I did a show last Sunday at the Lincoln Lodge in the city. And it was a 6 p.m. show, so I had the chance to, 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 Every time I try to go eat at this place when I'm doing shows in the city, I get to the show right on time so I don't got time to be there before. And then when I get out, they're already closed. So with this one starting at 6 and it ended by 7, I ended up, uh, we ended up going around the block because the Lincoln Lodge is right around the block from Jibaritos y Mas, which is right there off of Fullerton Ave and I believe it's Kimball. So that place, bro, like I remember grow, I grew up on Kimball like maybe a f- on Kimball and like Armitage. So it's probably like give or take like uh, 15 blocks um west of of uh, of that intersection and we but I we used to have to pass that intersection all the time for whatever reason everything was on Fullerton or Milwaukee so we had to either go up or down on on Kimball so anyway what I'm trying to get at is we always used to drive by this restaurant this is that exact intersection and they always had a Puerto Rican flag on the side always had like the pig's heads on the window and I always used to be like oh like that shit looks like nasty or it looks weak or whatever and you know so many years later they did so well that now they're like a fucking high-end restaurant like they're fucking you walk it's like hipster and shit the portions are still huge though so I recommend if you want to get some good ass Puerto Rican food Go to fucking Hibaritos y Mas in Chicago. I think we got like two plates and like we both ate good as fuck. And I think it was the bill was less than forty, so it was it's really affordable. I highly recommend it. That's a free fucking shot. I don't even need nothing for nobody, nigga. Fuck out of here. Um, anyway, now I want to talk about music a little bit. God damn, I. People are listening to this like, damn, this nigga just fucking mad as hell. And I've been, nah, and I and I've been fucking. My throat's been a little bit sore. That's why I sound like this. I sound like I'm fucking. I sound like I've been smoking squares all my life and shit. Like, my throat's a little bit, like, I don't know. Like, I haven't been feeling like my, like myself in, like, two weeks. I don't know. Maybe I got COVID. I don't fucking know, nigga. I'm, I've been short of breath and shit, but I like to say that's just because I'm fat. But same time, it could be the vid. It could be the vid. But we'll see. Anyway, any, anyway, anyway. Um, fucking Kodak Black, bro. Co- all right. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Kodak Black, I wasn't the biggest supporter. I know that people have been diehard fans of Kodak since he came out. And I've always said this. Kodak knows how to make hits. We're starting with his fucking tunnel. I mean, not even tunnel vision. No flocking. You know, you go back to to the fucking uh, Skrillex. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that shit. And, and he's always, he knows how to make that fucking bop music. That, that shit that you're going to keep repeating. And then, of course, he went on to make Tunnel Vision. He went on to also get on the Bruno Mars and Gucci Mane song. He went on to... I mean, just been coming out with 
hit after hit after hit, and they play a Kodak song, and you're like, oh, I know that one. Even if you don't listen to Kodak all the time, they'll play a Kodak song, and you're like, oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that one, too. Or, or with me, the one that he really won me over, and I know I'm going to sound like a real fucking fiend, but Lockjaw. When he dropped Lockjaw with French Montana, nobody understand me because my jaw keep locking. Like, bro... You know, y'all know I'm a yacker. Y'all know I'm a yacker. So, 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 like that shit really, I fuck with that song. But even then, I wasn't like playing Kodak Black all the time, you know. But um, then he went to prison. You know, he's been in and out of prison. Like I feel like ever since, like the last time he went to prison, he hasn't really been able to throw a song that really, really like stuck. That was really like, cause he got me. He got like feeling peachy or whatever that shit is. Like he got a few singles that did a million or more views. Like I'm not saying he flopping. But I'm saying some shit that was really like stupid viral. No, he hadn't. And you know, recently he's been beefing with his own artist, who's Jack Boy, who he signed first and basically made popular. And then while Kodak Black got locked up, Jack Boy kind of kept rapping and kept touring. And he was in Haiti and he was building a hospital for for the Haitians. Like he was basically being on the headlines and and he was basically becoming his own artist. You know, kind of getting out of the Kodak Black umbrella. So I think I think what the initial issue was that um, Jack Boy wanted to sign his own deal, like a private deal with a big major record label, and Kodak kept saying like, no, like if you're gonna sign a deal, like I want to be part of the deal. Basically, I want my percentage, you know. And then so then Jack Boy was like, well, fuck you, you know, I'm not fucking with that. And they eventually kind of started beefing online and and kind of went separate ways. But at the end of the day, you know, when people are Friends like that, they usually have like a little scuffle or words are exchanged and they kind of, everything goes, you know, back to normal in, in due time. I mean, look at Lil Wayne and Birdman, you feel me? They was beefing, whatever. They He owed them so many millions and then look at them now, they're back cool, you know? So anyway, that's what I thought was going to happen, but I don't know if it's going to happen anymore because, um, so Kodak Black eventually drops a song and it's called, uh, Super Gremlin, you know, which, which initially that... Initially, that song went stupid, went real viral on TikTok. You know, people people jumped on that ASAP. But it's not only just catchy for TikTok because if you listen to the song, like just even like, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to give, like if if Kodak came up with this shit on his own, then give him all his flowers. But I'm saying usually I know when records like this are made, there's more people in the studio. Sometimes the producer kind of already gives you the melody, and, and you just kind of gotta put your own words into the melody and make it work. Or, or, or there's multiple writers in the room. They don't They don't all have to be... People think that because you're a writer, you got to be sitting in a studio with a paper and pen. Like, no. If you come up with a few lines and you tell them and he uses it, you get credits for being a writer on a song so, and paid. So anyway, um, the beginning of that song, it's kind of like a sample. And matter of fact, I'll fucking play it right now just so, just, just so we could all hear it at the fucking same time. And, and, and from like the moment the song starts... It will hook you, bro. Like I'm, 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 tra- I'm telling you. I'm with you. 
But anyway, I'm not. I'm, not, that shit, I'm telling you. So I bet y'all listen to the podcast right now, trying to now y'all finna turn this shit off and go listen to the full song. But like that's how that's how that song make you feel. Like like just even with that little voice in the beginning with a little yeah, super like it just hooks you right away. And then he comes in with that hook that's just like undeniable. You gotta listen to the rest. And he and I'll be honest with you, like the if you cut if you just start listening in the middle of that fucking song, you probably turn that shit off. It's not. It's not the catchiest, but when you play it from the beginning, just it just he just hooks you and you're looped. And, and, and with TikTok, I mean, turning everybody into a celebrity overnight, it just kind of help 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 it become a single. And that shit now is like, I mean, I think it's gonna be one of his biggest singles to date, just because of TikTok. And I mean, I salute him and I respect him, but the reason I brought this up is because the background behind this this song is funny. Like if you look at the actual facts. He he talks about his homie doing them dirty, like, oh, you turned into a pussy little bitch. Like, he talking about Jack Boy, like, oh, you switched on me, woo-woo. But in reality, in my opinion, if he really was a big homie and he really wanted the best for his artists and his team, and if he already made it, he made money off of Jack Boy. Trust, Jack Boy made him a few hundred thousand dollars, if not a million or so, just off what Jack Boy was releasing. So you already made the money off your homie. You gave your homie the platform. Now that he gets his opportunity to go even bigger, you're trying to intervene and you're kind of like blocking him, blocking his blessing in a way. And, and I feel like you're the one really doing him dirty. And I understand him trying to, like I understand people saying, oh, well, you got to be loyal to the to the hand that feeds you and whatever. Uh, yeah, loyalty is everything, but there also got to be loyalty from the big homie. And when the big homie got to recognize like, hey, my nigga finna do bigger things, you know? Let me let him be bigger. Like when Lil Wayne and Drake came out, Drake was the biggest, Drake was as big as Lil Baby now. And he gave Drake the platform to, to grow and to be bigger and get deals that Wayne was no longer involved in and started his own label, OVO Sound, that Wayne has no part of. And I know that there's like legal shit behind it, like cash money or whatever. But I mean, Drake became his own man, and now he's bigger than I think anybody ever has been. So I feel like Kodak Black should have should have done that for him, should have let him go. Like, All right, you know what? I'll let you out this deal. Now you got your own, getting your own bread. That's cool. You go get your own money. You feel me? Now you got to be responsible about it. But instead, Kodak was kind of like, just kind of like blacklisted him, basically, you know? Because if Kodak not fucking with you, then people are not going to fuck with you because they're like, oh, well, you're not fucking with Kodak, then we don't want to fuck with you. We've we've seen these in the industry multiple times, you know. And anyway, what it, it all comes back to to me talking about um, the people that have been. I've been seeing people on Twitter and on Facebook, even on TikTok, tweeting the shit out of these lyrics, talking about we could have been superstars and you switched like a little bitch, bro. Most of y'all bitches be the ones that be switching up. Most of y'all people that been talking about all this, y'all talking about I felt that shit. Yes, bitch, cause you the fake one. That's why you felt it, bitch, because you got guilt. That's the guilt eating you up, bitch. You shouldn't have been so fucking fake. But <laughs> like, it's hilarious. Like I've only seen the grimy bitches talk about this. But anyway, it's, but it is, <laughs> but it is, it is a catchy song. So please go listen to Super Gremlins. Um, I mean, it's just it, it's a it's a dope fucking song, bro. It's a dope fucking song. Yeah, and uh, huh. Free promos this whole show. We don't give a fuck. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to everybody in Aurora. Anyway, I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit too. I feel like it's kind of funny and, and, and niggas going to hate me for this shit. I don't get no fuck, bro. So for years, this picture has been going around. We'll have JV put it right here in the video. Mark the time so you don't forget. But um, 
You can probably cut that out and put me back in right here. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> look at this. This shit gonna come out Thursday because this nigga <laughs> doffing to work on it. Anyway, there's a picture. Right, it's, it's Tuesday, though, so I give him the benefit of the doubt this one. Um, so this plate this plate has been going around for years. People have been saying, oh, this is what a white bitch be cooking. And, and woo woo. It's a plate of, it looks like Kraft mac and cheese. You can tell Kraft mac and cheese from a mile away. It's super skinny. Not cheesy at all. Unless you had your own cheese, but still. Um, and then they got like chicken nuggets that look like they're obviously from school or some frozen chicken nuggets. Then they got them 50 cent brownies, which are a hit. Then 50 cent brownies and then a side of chocolate milk in a wine glass. And anyway, all this to say that this shit look gas. It looked gas. I feel like motherfuckers just love to hate on shit because they love to hate on shit because the whole internet be talking shit about this. Now y'all want to talk shit about this. And I know some people going to DM me like, you fat piece of shit that look disgusting. I don't care. This shit, like if I came home from work after a long day and my fine ass white crackhead, meth head, white bitch had cooked me this, I'll be like, wow, thank you. Thank you. What, what a crackhead name, bitch. Terry or whatever the fuck her name would be. I don't know what the fuck her name would be. But thank you, Terry. I love mac and cheese with chocolate milk, bitch. And, 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 and we can stop. And I know y'all thinking, like, oh, that's nasty. Like, shut the fuck up. Y'all was eating that shit in school every day. Niggas used to eat chicken patties with the cheese and the jalapenos. And then... Chocolate milk. Bite that bitch. Chew it up. Not even swallow it. Put the chocolate milk to their lips and put it all together and then swallow it, y'all nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> Talking about I'm nasty. No, y'all nasty. Fuck y'all. But but the mac and cheese, look, we nobody like craft mac and cheese. Especially now we getting older. We starting, you know, we 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 got on black Twitter and we noticed that people bake mac and cheese. We didn't know that was possible. A lot of us didn't know that. That's some of the best shit I ever seen in my life. But we're not gonna act like craft mac and cheese didn't get us through the struggle. A, cra- a, a good old Kraft mac and cheese still smack. I still get Kraft. I still get Velveeta. I'm not going to act like I'm finna bake a fucking mac-, mac and cheese every fucking week. Hell no. That Kraft be smacking. Y'all can stop playing. Then on top of that, chicken nuggets. Classic. Who the fuck don't like chicken nuggets? Unless you're there at chicken nuggets for BK. Okay, I get that. But even then, <laughs> them bitches be 10 for a dollar. I'm going to eat them anyway. But these chicken nuggets don't look half bad. Put the picture up again, JV. Look at those chicken nuggets. They look like the ones you was getting in school. Like you eat a few, you, I eat all them bitches. And then you, once you get done with the with the mac and cheese and the chicken nuggets, you got the brownies. You smacking a brownie. Mmm, mmm, mmm. You smacking the brownie. You gonna drink the milk because you know them bitches be getting stuck to your top of your mouth and shit. But they ain't gonna swallow the milk. Mmm, fire dessert, nigga. You get dinner and dessert in one plate. Y'all niggas want too much. That shit is fire. We can stop acting like it ain't fire. Now, if it's a fat-ass burger and fries next to it, am I going to choose this? Fuck no. But if it ain't shit else, this shit is not bad, bro. Y'all niggas been living too good. Oh, God. We need to stop acting like... Y'all niggas need to stop acting like y'all came from nothing, that y'all got this shit out the mud, and, and, and then when a picture of some chicken nuggets and Kraft mac and cheese come up, y'all want to say, ugh, get the fuck out of here. Fuck all y'all. Like... Everybody want to act like, oh, everybody want to act like, oh, I got this shit from the struggle. Niggas ain't do shit, but pay their own car note. You wanted a car, you wanted a pickup truck with a high interest rate and you wanted to pay for it on your own. That's on you, bitch. That, that, that don't mean you got it out the mud. 
You just didn't want to drive the, the, the car that your parents gave you or the car that was already paid off. You wanted to show off. So now your ass paying that shit every single month. And every time you broke because you got to pay that car, you want to tweet some shit like, oh, I don't got daddy money. Shut the fuck up, nigga. But you got daddy crib and daddy's roof and daddy's lights and daddy's food. So don't don't be don't be out here talking like I'm t- I'm tired of you niggas acting like y'all got it from nothing, including myself. I salute my parents, thank to my parents for everything they did for me, even when I was working a shitty job so I could do comedy when I first started off. You know what I'm saying? They didn't charge me too much in rent, so I could you know follow my dreams. Now obviously it's different. You gotta pay rent and shit, but still like I appreciate them giving me the opportunity that allowed me to do what I wanted and, and to get into my hobby. I, I don't take this shit for granted. Like I'll never be like, oh, I got this shit by myself. I don't know. I appreciate everybody who helps me. But I'm just saying I'm tired when niggas talking about they can't eat craft mac and cheese with a little bit of chocolate milk. Nigga, stop being a bitch. <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, that was a little bit personal, I guess, but I don't give a fuck, nigga. Oh, another thing I want to talk about. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm going to I'm 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 chug this whole fucking beer. Shout out to everybody. Um, woo! Another thing I wanted to talk about, and I feel like everybody was already talking about this, and I'm super late on this, so I don't want to, I don't want to seem like one of them old ass Facebook niggas that be 42 years old talking about the subject three weeks after it's already talked about. You know, I know I'm late, but it's just because I hadn't had the time to have a solo episode and do it. But anyway, last week everybody on Facebook was going crazy, and Twitter, I think, and Instagram. Because they saw a picture of a what it was what seemed to be like a young boy, a young black boy, and he had a kitchen set, you know, a kitchen, a toy kitchen set, like you know, um, the, it got like you, you know what I'm saying, you know, everybody knows what a kitchen set is, right? Mm-hmm. But this kitchen set didn't seem like it wasn't too fruity, it wasn't it wasn't too like pink, you know, like and it ain't nothing wrong with pink, you know, we already talked about that, like. But it wasn't like girly, like a princess theme. It wasn't like Barbie theme. It was just like a normal, nice, white, gray, black little kitchen set. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and people were fucking creating havoc. They were like, I would never buy my kid a, a, a kitchen set. I would never let my son play in a kitchen set. Hell no. Nah. Like, y'all, 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 y'all wearing purses, skinny jeans. Now y'all want the kids to, to play in the kitchen. Y'all just pushing a narrative, blaming the gay people, saying that the gay people are the ones that, that, that are pushing this on the people. Like, what the fuck do the gay people have to win from your kid playing or not playing in a fucking kitchen toy set? Like, that don't got shit to do with nobody, bro. And I'll be damned. If, when I was little, bro, my sister got an easy bake oven for her birthday, bro. I could merch on my mama, nigga. I was the one playing with that shit, nigga. Nobody else played with that shit but me. I was in that bitch making myself cookies. Now, that could have just been a fat thing, or it could have been, like, the easy bake oven is fun to play with, goddammit. Like, you don't got to be a girl to play with a certain type of toy or a boy to play. I, I, felt, I thought we was past that, you feel me? Like, sometimes you think that society's past a certain, like, pettiness or a certain level of dumbness, you know? And then you, you see arguments like this on Facebook, you're like, oh, wow. People still really think like this. Like, people really are that slow in the head or whatever. And again, nobody can judge on how you're going to raise your kid. You feel me? Nobody's going to tell you what to buy and what not to buy. At the end of the day, you raise your kid however the fuck you want to raise your kid. But 
to if to for you to think that because your kid's gonna play in a kid's kitchen set, he's gonna be gay, is out of my fucking mind. Like you think he want he gonna want to suck dick because he cooked a fake pancake, nigga? I make myself sandwiches all the time. Like I wish I wish I would have got a kitchen set when I was little. Maybe it would have motivated me to learn how to cook. And then I wouldn't have to be eating Kraft mac and cheese and brownies every fucking day. <laughs> but I did it, you feel me? And again, even if the kitchen set was pink, bro, he's a kid. He's playing. He's fucking around, man. How many times don't kids play with a fucking toy, break it, and then not a, you know what I'm saying? How, I, seen, I seen a lot of y'all niggas, kid, I mean, I, I seen a lot of y'all niggas, y'all was playing with construction toys, and y'all was playing with... uh. All kinds of like fucking firemen trucks. Y'all ain't no fucking firemen. Y'all niggas don't even work construction. Y'all niggas work at the McDonald's. Like, get the fuck out of here. You feel, now you play with a kitchen set. Faggot? No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but, but still, though, you feel me? Like, the kitchen set's not going to define anybody. And you know what my favorite thing is? That the niggas sharing this fucking post talking about I would never, I would never buy my kid a kitchen set. I would never. Nigga, we heard about you. I don't fuck your baby moms. You don't even buy your kid diapers. So we know you're not buying the kid no kitchen set, nigga. You can't afford your own kitchen set. Get the fuck out of here. But anyway, or whatever. Okay, whatever. Shout out. Hey, man, shout out to all the baby daddies that take care of their kids. And fuck the baby daddies that don't take care of their kids. We don't fuck with y'all, man. Layman. 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 <laughs> anyway, damn. Yeah, I was talking that shit this podcast. Hey, hey, if you fuck with this episode, you better go share that shit right now. Put that shit on your story. Let them know. I'm the super gremlin, nigga. I'm out here. But, uh... Anyway, uh, here, one more. All right, one more thing before we get out of here. I want to uh, give a quick shout-out to the homegirl, Eliana. She bought us... Uh, we didn't have a Christmas tree this year, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, you're two single men. Like, we're not we're not fucking... My, my priority is not putting up a Christmas tree. You feel me? Like, I, I don't... Like, not because I hate Christmas. I'm not a fucking Grinch or anything. But it's just, like, we got shows. We going back and forth. You feel me? Like... I'm not going to go out of my way to go buy a Christmas tree. It just wasn't in my plans, wasn't in his plans. But Eliana came through. She actually bought us a Christmas tree, a big-ass seven-foot Christmas tree, too, yeah. with the lights, with the ornaments, with the star, even the fucking tree skirt. So shout-out to Eliana. She got the tree in here. And, you know, just having the tree in the apartment, you know, with the lights on, it kind of just lightens the vibe. Well, I mean, not right now because I've been fucking ranting and shit, but it lightens the vibe. You know, it's like, oh, okay, it's the holidays. You know, it reminds you, nigga, like, be happy. You made it this far. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, um, shout out to her for getting us the tree. And uh, just to get, I know, I know this episode's going to come out, I mean, a little bit late, but just to get everybody into the Christmas spirit and shit. Uh, I, I know I've told the story before on the podcast, but I'll tell it again. And, and Christmas is a very special holiday for me. And uh, I think I've, I've reached the level of... Uh, you know, when you were growing up, you you I feel like you always wanted something for Christmas. There was always a gift for you, or, or like one gift. You know, like nobody gave a shit about getting. Nobody gave a fuck about getting a lot of gifts. Or maybe that's just because my family we didn't get a lot of gifts. Like we only like we got one. We got to ask for one thing on Christmas, and that better be the fucking thing you're gonna want for the rest of the year. Because you're not getting shit until the following Christmas. Like, on my birthdays, I didn't get gifts. We got a fucking... My dad bought us a little cake from the Mexican bakery around this place. And it was mostly filled with fucking duraznos and apples. And a little bit of bread and shitty-ass icing. But that was, like, the birthday, you know? And, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's what it was. So, gifts usually were on Christmas. So, um... Uh... Again... 
not saying that I got it out the mud. Thankful for my parents and the gifts that they did give me when they got me gifts. They got me good gifts. Like, I remember one Christmas I asked for, like, a Game, Bo a Game Boy SP. And then my dad got me the Game Boy SP. I think it was, like, a, a silver one. And then I remember it got stolen, bro. It got stolen, like, in April uh, that following year by one of my homies. Stole my Game Boy SP. It was one of my own homies. We could have been superstars. <laughs> remember, we was jacking. PSPs or whatever. We was anyway. Pinches they can check me. Anyway, so this motherfucker. Man, really. As soon as I thought about him, we could have been superstars. It just came in my head, bro. This motherfucker stole my Game Boy SP. I knew it was him because I went to his crib and I went inside his pantry to steal a snack from him. I was gonna steal. You know how you go to other people's houses, they got the good snacks and shit. I went into his his pantry because he had like zebra cakes in there, and I saw my fucking PSP, nigga. And I could have been like, hey, bro, why the fuck you got my PSP in here, or my, my Game Boy SP in here? Because then he would have been like, nigga, why the fuck is you in my pantry, you know? So I was like, fuck. <laughs> I couldn't even do it. I was like, fuck. I couldn't even do it. But anyway, yeah, couldn't even be mad at him. You feel me? I got, I got, I got my lick back. I got my lick back in zebra cakes. <laughs> but anyway, so I got my shit stolen in April. I didn't get another one until the following Christmas. So my dad was serious about, like, you get one thing a year type shit. So anyway, there was this one year I was I'll never forget, bro. I never fucking forget. I, like I said, I think I told this shit before. So for the new listeners, this is a new story. And for the niggas that fuck with me since day one, I don't even know if there's niggas that started with me in day one and are still listening. I think a lot of the niggas already were like, all right, we're tired of him. And now the niggas that listen to me now is all new motherfuckers and shit. But anyway, whatever you're new or old, I fuck with you. And this is my Christmas story and why why Christmas is one of my favorite holidays of all time. So like in fourth grade. Um, we had, uh, we were, we were in school. I was still, that was my last year of going to school in the city and I, we're, we're in school. And for one of our class projects is that we had to write a letter to Santa, you know, we had to write a letter to Santa and then we had to mail it. Like they took us outside of the, the school to drop off the, the letter into the USPS, uh, you know, the blue mail pickup thing. So it was like really getting sent out to, uh, to the North pole. I remember we made it out to the North pole. So we end up getting into the fucking, um, I make a list, right? I make a list and I, I made a fucking huge list of all toys because like my, again, like if I had one toy in mind, like I couldn't get everything else. So for everything else that my dad wasn't going to give me, I wrote it into that fucking, into the letter, right? I wrote it into the letter and we, I remember I took the letter home and I showed it to my dad and he's like, oh, it's nice, right? And we felt, we folded it up and we needed to put a stamp on it. The teacher told us, and my dad had these stamps that were Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ with praying hands like this. And it was a purple stamp. I'll never forget it. It was a purple stamp with Jesus Christ. Almost almost like he was praying, but it seemed like I was begging, you know? And they put it on the fucking envelope, bro. The next day, they took us out to the fucking mailbox thing, and we dropped it in there. Whatever, right? We go, that was like on a Monday of Christmas week. That Wednesday was my last day of school because we didn't go to school for... For uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas. I think Christmas Eve was Thursday. Christmas was Friday. And then we were been off until Monday. Or, or not until Monday. Until the, the new year or whatever. So so that Wednesday, bro, we, we had Santa come to our class, right? 
So Santa came to our class or whatever, and he supposedly brought everybody what they asked for, but nobody got what they asked for. It was just like, I got like a fucking chessboard and like bullshit. You feel me? Just a whole bunch of, bunch of, bunch of dollar store toys, you know, which again, I'm not hating, especially for the people that didn't get shit at all. Like it was like their Christmas, you know, they're getting toys, you know, it's, it's a good, it's good that the school put this together. It was good that the school could afford it and, 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 and hooked us up, you know? So anyway, then I go to, then I go home. Then on, now I'm on vacation, Christmas break, Christmas Eve. I remember it's snowing hella, like, so uh, the whole fucking floor is white. And you know how it was, it was snowing, but nobody was working. So everything was white, you know, everything was white. But I lived on the main street. I live, again, I lived on Kimball Avenue, Kimball and Armitage. If you put that shit into Google Images, the fucking CTA drove by there. It was a 24-hour CTA, I believe. So it was always running. So we always had the, the street was always clear, bro. And um, I remember on Christmas Eve, we used, to, we used to live in a basement. So for Christmas, we used to go upstairs to our landlord's house because that was like my family. Like I said, we grew up with them. They, they babysat sat me my whole life. So I, was, I always used to be super excited. Like I didn't give a fuck about home. I wanted to go upstairs. They used to cook a lot of food. They, had, they actually had a big family. So it made me feel like I had a big family, you know? Because my family, like I said, they ain't shit. They, we, don't got, we don't got too many too much of a big family so we don't really get together so when we used to go up there it was like oh my god this is like christmas it's the spirit of christmas you're with your family and right before we were gonna go upstairs you know i remember i kept bothering my parents like hurry up hurry up somebody knocks on the door right and i'm 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 i'm, I'm the oldest compared you know i am the oldest compared to my sister and i don't think my brother was even born at the time so i go get the door and i open the door bro my Christmas tree is right at the door, so whoever is at the door can see that I got a Christmas tree. I open the door of the basement, and uh, it's a UPS driver. I'll never forget who it was. It was a tall, white dude, a UPS driver, had the UPS driver uniform, but he had a Santa hat on. And he's he says my name. He's like, Kenya or whatever, you know, try to say my name. And then I look, and I was like, yeah. And then my dad walks up to the door, like, kind of like, hey, what the fuck's here, you know? So my dad grabs the door. He opens it up a little bit more. And he looks at him, he's like, oh, like, you know, Capella, right? What the fuck? And I said, you know, and then the guy's like, oh, I'm looking for Kenji. And then I was like, that's me. And then he gives me a black trash bag, bro, a black trash bag. And I grabbed the trash bag. It was so heavy that my dad had to take it from me. He picked it up. And I was like, what's this? He's like, hey, he, all he said was Merry Christmas. And he walked away, bro. He walked away. We shut the door. And um, I remember my mom was like, who was it? Who was it? And I was like, I don't know. And I opened up the and I opened up the bag and I opened up the bag and it was just a whole bunch of gifts like wrapped up. You know, I didn't know what it was. So then I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh no, he got the wrong address. So we went to open the door and there was nothing outside, not a UPS truck. We didn't even hear a UPS truck pull up or pull off. You know, those trucks are loud as shit. You could hear them. And I did, I did, we, we were looking, at, I remember, I'll, I'll never forget this. And like I said, I don't make shit up. It's 100% true. We were looking at the floor where the, because he had to come down the stairs before he knocked on my door. Because we were, again, a basement. So he has to come down the concrete stairs, knock on our door. On all the stairs, bro, the snow was thick as fuck. Like nobody stepped on it. Like it was, nobody, nobody could have stepped on it because it wouldn't have replenished three inches of snow you feel me it was snowing all day that day so i, I we were like what the f like, it kind of was like whatever right but in my head as a kid i'm not thinking about that i'm thinking about what's up with the gifts right so i go and i start opening everything everything boom 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 start opening everything bro i swear to god bro 
everything I asked for was in that bag. I asked for like fighter jets. It was fighter jets. Power Rangers, you know how Power Rangers, when they used to sell Power Rangers, they used to sell like the individual Power Ranger toy, like the green one, the white one, the whatever one you wanted. But then there was also like the Power Ranger robot, like the big box at the bottom that, that, that bitch was like 40. Like usually your dad wasn't going to buy you that one. Like you could have got one of the little ones, not the big one. So they got me the big one. They got me, I remember, I think it was Morphin Time. Or, I don't know if it was SPD. I think it was SPD, Power Rangers SPD. They're the ones that had the watch. It was like an oval watch. They, he, he got me the watch, bro. Like, bro, I I was so geeked out. Like, I couldn't believe it, bro. And it, my my parents at that time, they were more surprised of, like, what the Who just brought you this? Like, who the fuck was it? And, you know, like, and salute to my parents. Like I said, I love them to death. But they were not going to give me all that shit, you know? Like, my parents... To this day, are still freaked out. Like they, they're like, we don't, we don't know who it was. We don't, we have no idea. And I go over to, the, when I went back to school, bro. I remember going back to school. My first day back at school, I told the teacher, the teacher, I was like, teacher, like I got this teacher, like that fucking ESL kid in class. Teacher, teacher, I was like, teacher. They brought me all my gifts, and I was telling her they brought me all my gifts, and bro, she kept brushing me off. She kept brushing me off. Brushing me off. Eventually, we, I told my mom, like they don't, they don't have, like the school, like they, like they're not. My mom was like, "Did you tell them thank you?" I was like, "Yeah, I told them thank you, but they don't know what I'm talking about." Like, I think my mom ended up having to go to the school and talk to somebody in the office. They're like, "Oh, did you guys buy the kids gifts?" Like, kind of like what, what was going on? And um, there were at the end of the day, nobody was involved, bro. The the school was not involved whatsoever. So I don't know if it was somebody in the post office when they emptied up the post office and they saw the letters. Maybe they saw mine. I don't know if maybe they read all the letters and liked mine or or, or if they got a few of the people gifts or, or, or just because. I, in my opinion, bro, I feel like because somebody who was religious and saw that stamp kind of like a, I think it was might have been, they might have took it like a sign. And I think that's what drove that person to, to buy the gifts and, and give them to me, you know? I don't know if it was the UPS driver himself, right? Because it doesn't even make sense. Like, my shit was going to go through USPS. So, UPS had no... Like, UPS had no access to that letter at any time, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how or what happened, you know? But but it happened, bro. And, and to me, that was like the Christmas spirit. The Christmas spirit is not believing in Santa Claus, but but having that that that, that spark in your heart to buy somebody you love something or, or not even buy them something, but spend time with them or do something nice for them. You feel me? Like, I feel like that's the, the Christmas spirit. Like we got to be nice to each other and shit. Like, um, I'll never, I'll never forget that shit. I'm not, I want to, well, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever fucking, maybe one day I'll come, you know, meet this person that got me. And maybe one day this podcast will go viral or something and people will fucking, you know, somebody they'll listen to it and be like, holy shit. I bought some random ass kid in Chicago a whole bunch of gifts once because of their stamp or whatever the fuck it is, you know? But that is a story that I'll never get tired of telling. It's one of my favorite stories of all time and, and I'll never forget. And I feel like I'm getting to the age now where I don't, like, there. every Christmas I felt like there was something I wanted, you know? Because, again, my parents used to make me pick one thing. So I feel like I always wanted one thing. Like, there was always something I wanted every year. Even up to my most recent years, like even if I was gonna buy myself something, I'll be like, I'm gonna, I need a, I need a pair of Tims. I'm gonna buy myself this. And now, like this year, I feel like it's my first year of feeling like I don't want anything. Like I don't need to buy myself anything. 
to this day, I got everything that I want, you know, or, or, or that I can get with, with my means, you know, or whatever the fuck, but there's nothing that I really want more than to gift people, you know, something that I know will mean something to them. You know, it's just, it's almost like it's growing in me naturally, you know, and I feel happy because I feel like, again, it's part of growing up and reaching new stages of life. And I feel like that's like the adult feeling of Christmas. Right. And of course the financial burden is like, fuck, I got to get people gifts, you know, but I, I feel like if it, if you force yourself to get people gifts, don't give them gifts. They'll understand because most likely they're probably not going to get you gifts anyway. So, gift to those people who's who really is in your heart, who 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 you don't have to get something de mala gana, right? Unless you're fucking invited to a party, now you're like, fuck, I gotta get them something, right? But but yeah, I mean, anyway. So that being said, I think I'm gonna wrap this podcast up here. How long did we? How long did I go for? Well, how how long? Thirty nine. For real? Fuck. Yeah, I was like, damn, my voice is gone and it's only been 30 minutes? Hell no. But yeah, so Merry Christmas to all of you guys. I'm going to still, obviously, you know, drop a podcast and shit like that. Um, and oh, for also about the t-shirts. Hit me up. If you haven't got your t-shirt, hit me up right now. We got them in, but I haven't distributed all of them. So please let me know so I can get you your fucking shirt. I, I, I told you guys I was in between phones too. I finally got the new phone. I, I talked about it, I think, the last episode, but I got a new phone finally, the iPhone 12. So let me know if you haven't got your shirt. Please, I'm sorry. I know I should have been more responsible with how I ordered them and when I ordered them and all that shit. But again, Joe Byron, Joe Byron, he got all the fucking docks in the fucking coast. You feel me? Fuck your life, bing bong, whatever. Fuck. Like, hey, man, give me the fucking shirt. We got them from China, from Wuhan. <laughs> we got them from to Wuhan. Exact. To be exact, we got them from Wuhan, so that's why they was taking forever. But hit me up if you don't got your shirt yet so we can set it up, man. I'm sorry. But anyway, I got y'all now. Unless you're a 2X, you're still fucked. But, <laughs> but no, anyway. And then another thing I want to talk about and give a quick shout out to is fucking TikTok, bro. I haven't talked about this at all on the podcast, but bro... Um, we had a few clips that, you know, from my stand-up bits, I had JV go over them and put, uh, captions on them, like subtitles, you know, cause I feel like when you watch a TikTok or especially stand-up, if it has subtitles, we're, we're already so prone to reading it first than, than, than to listening to it, especially the way I talk. Like, I feel like if you're a new listener to this podcast, you gotta listen to a few episodes before you could kind of get a grasp of how fast I talk. And if you're a long-time listener, you know everything you know exactly what the fuck I'm saying at all times. So anyway, uh, we added captions to these TikToks. And luckily, bro, we had a few of them fucking... I mean, I'm not saying I'm a viral nigga, but I'm a viral nigga. I ain't gonna lie to you. No, I'm just kidding. But we had the, the the first one that went crazy was the, the the Chinese food one. Remember I told y'all I did the pitchfork and I whatever that shit got like a million views. But then I chopped up this clip from a Laugh Factory set that night that the same night that JV ran that nigga over. I had such a great set. I clipped up. I chopped some shit up. That shit got like 220,000 views. I put up this Olive Garden clip. That shit's at almost 800,000 views. Uh, I got clips sitting at 20,000, 50,000, 40,000, 286,000, 279,000. I just uploaded another one like right now, maybe like two or three hours ago. It's already at 4,300. It's got almost 1,000 likes. So, I mean, not, not, not bragging or whatever, but I'm saying like if you're a creator... Bro, you gotta adapt to the new shit. You gotta, you gotta adapt no matter what you do. If you're a fucking artist and you like to draw, 
draw with a camera on you and then fucking time lapse it or not time lapse. Oh yeah, yeah, time lapse it or speed it up. Put that shit on TikTok. You never know who your next customer, who your next customer is gonna be. They might like some of your shit. They're gonna buy it from you. Or you know, for me, I'm putting up all kinds of clips. People are asking me about shows. I've had people DM me from Texas. When are you coming to Houston? Like. All, I'm coming across all kinds of people, people that used to watch my videos back in the day. They're hitting me up now like, holy shit, I just found you on TikTok. So I'm excited that I'm finally like, I felt like for the longest I was trying to get the grasp of this fucking platform and I just couldn't, I couldn't put out, like, I feel like everything I put out would just sit at like 100, 200 views. And then eventually, you know, um, I did have one of them where I told some truck or whatever, like somebody got told at my job, it got like 120,000 views. And then JV had that one TikTok that went super viral, like a 5 million something views. So after that, I was like, well, I think this is pretty possible. We just got to figure out what people like. You know, people like short videos. People like shit that they don't have to watch for too long. And that's kind of what I'm focusing on. Shit that's easy to pro to digest, I guess you can say. And just hoping that people keep looping it and... And shit, you know, if it's going to move tickets, it's going to fucking move tickets. I don't give a fuck if I got to be a TikToker. I'm going to get this shit any way I can. So, mm -hmm. fucking, uh, anyway, thank you guys again for listening, bro. This shit was an episode. I fucking, I feel like I just fucking left everything on the court, nigga. I talked about everything I wanted to, all the shit I wanted to, man. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope y'all fuck with it, man. I hope y'all fuck with me, man. Follow me on Instagram, KenFlores300. My fucking followers been going crazy, too, because I started posting more clips so all my stand-up clips, if you don't have TikTok, follow me on Instagram. All my shit is right there in Instagram Reels. And if you guys look at my numbers on Instagram Reels, dude, like they, they, it gets put into an algorithm when you use the right hashtags. My shit be getting like 5,000, 6,000 views on Instagram, even though I don't got 6,000 followers or whatever. And then that shit has got me more followers. I'm, I finally broke 2,000 followers. So, I mean, again, I'm not over here trying to clout chase or whatever, but at the same time, I'm in show business. I'm a comedian, and unfortunately, we live in an era where if you don't have the internet, you don't got shit. So you got to win the fucking internet over before you could even do anything, it feels like. And that's what I'm going to fucking have to do. Adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. So thank you guys for fucking with me. I appreciate all y'all. Hit me up, uh, and I'll be back next week with a fucking banger, man. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>